Hey guys, welcome back to Quick Take. I'm your host, John Sherrod. And uh, what I want to talk about in this episode is a uh, recent uh, interview that uh, Johnny Ive gave gave, uh, to uh, an online publication called Hodinkee. And uh, of course, Johnny Ive is Apple's chief design officer, and he has been Apple's lead designer throughout uh, the entire second Steve Jobs era up through where we are today. And of course, is responsible for designing uh, all the great... Uh, products that Apple has created during this renaissance time for the company over the last 20 years. And um, he's a quiet guy. He does not do a lot of interviews. You never see him or almost never uh, see him on stage at all. I think maybe one time he was there to receive an award or something at one of the Apple events. But, you know, you always see him in the, uh, the videos where he's in the white room, you know, talking about the products and he's got a lovely British accent and says aluminium. So, uh, but he was recently uh, interviewed about Apple Watch uh, by Ben Clymer of uh, Hodinkee. And if you're not familiar with Hodinkee, you need to become familiar with it because it's a fantastic website uh, that focuses on uh, high-end watches. And uh, I have never, uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't have a background in watch collecting. And I say unfortunately because I think uh, mechanical watches are, are really super cool and um I, uh, I started getting into watches a little bit um, about, oh gosh, I guess it's been about eight years ago now. I've, I've almost always worn a watch of some sort. There's been very few periods in my life from the time I was six years old uh, up to today. There's been very few periods where I didn't have a watch throughout that whole time. And, uh, uh, and you know, and, and so I started getting back into watches in about 2010. And, uh, and then the, uh, the Apple Watch came out, of course, was announced in 2014. And, and of course, it, it came out in a, in a period of time where there was a lot of uh, rumors that Apple was coming out with a watch. So it wasn't a total surprise that they came out with a watch, but cer- certain things about the watch were certainly surprising. Um, and I was a little hesitant to buy one at first, and it, and it wasn't because I didn't think Apple could make a great smartwatch. I wasn't totally sold on the concept of a smartwatch um, to begin with. Now, I certainly saw all the utilitarian uh, arguments for it. But, but A, I wasn't totally sold on that as a category, product category, uh, even though I was sure Apple could make, you know, the best one of them, I'm sure. Um, but then I also thought, on the other hand, I thought, well, the other thing I'll worry about is if I get an Apple Watch, I'm going to love it so much that I'm not going to want to wear any of my more traditional uh, moving parts watches. And uh, once I did uh, get an Apple Watch uh, in, uh, in 2015... Uh, that, that the latter scenario proved to be true. I, I can't. I don't think I've gone back one day and worn uh, one of my. In fact, my uh, I've got a what I think is a gorgeous uh, watch. It, it's it's made by a Swiss uh, company called Mondain, and they make the uh, official clocks of the, the Swiss railways, which are a very iconic looking clock. Uh, it's a very simple white face, uh, black marks for the hours, and, and, and a red and, uh, you know red hands, um, or a red the red second hand is red and. Um, uh, it's, I think it's a cool watch, but I, I haven't put it on in so long that the battery uh, is dead. It's a quartz watch, but the battery has died in it. So I'm fully on board the Apple Watch uh, world and have been uh, since I got one in, in the fall of 2015. But another thing that happened when the uh, the Apple Watch came out was that uh, I remember John Gruber during Fireball linked to Ben Clymer's review of the Apple Watch after it was announced in 2014 from the perspective of someone who's interested in high-end watches. And that introduced me to Ben Clymer's work, and it also introduced me to his uh, wonderful website, Hodinkee. That's H-O-D-I-N-K-E-E. And the reason why I say you need to view this website, even if you don't care about high-end watches, um, 
it is a gorgeous website. Uh, you, you just got to go and look at it. Go and find this Johnny Ive interview piece that he did and just look at what they've done with the website. Um, you know, most of the time when I pull up a website, I, um, you know, I turn on the reader mode in Safari because most websites look terrible and they're crammed with ads and, and poor font choices and small type and things like that. And, you know, you, you take it into reading mode and it, uh, it just gives you that nice, clean white background with, with large black legible type. Uh, but I don't do that when I go to Hodinkee because their website uh, just looks fantastic. The way they lay it out, the way they incorporate uh, images and video. Um, this is a lengthy article. And one of the coolest things in it is once you get to the bottom, there's a little graphic that's, that's moving in real time. And it, it's got a counter at the top of the graphic that lists the amount of time that you've been reading the website. And it says, and, and you know, you've been reading the website for this length of time. And in that time, Apple has sold, and it, and it lists, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what products they had, like iPhone, Apple Watch, things like that. But it, but it said, in this amount of time, Apple has sold this many of these things. And it was just a constantly updating counter. And that was just a really cool thing. You don't see those kind of things a whole lot. So they're doing fantastic work. And even if you're not into watches, even if you're not a watch person, I mean, one of the cool things about high-end watches is they're just gorgeous works of art that or, you know, handcrafted in many cases, or, you know, just they're, they're, they're artisan products. And, um, you know, that's what really first drew Johnny Ive, uh, as a designer and a maker, uh, you know, to watches was, was that. And, uh, so it was cool. Uh, Ben Clymer does a fantastic job writing these down. Like he really goes into details of what his day was like and what he's thinking in the midst of these questions he's asking and the answers he's getting. And, uh, it's really fantastic. And there were a couple of things that stood out uh, to me. Uh, one was that, um, that the Apple watch is truly a post Steve jobs product. And, and I tweeted about that, you know, uh, how that was one of my big takeaways from the article. And somebody immediately sent me an article from 2014 that, that said that they had started working on it after Steve jobs. And, you know, that just shows I have the mind of a goldfish, but, but I think the, the piece that was really maybe, maybe provided a little new detail in this interview was that not only was Steve jobs not involved in the creation of the Apple Watch in that they, they started working on the project the year after he passed away. Uh, he passed away in 2011. They started working on the, the Apple Watch project in 2012. But that Steve just wasn't even into watches, really. Um, you know, uh, which is funny because there's a, that famous photograph from the, the launch of the, the first Macintosh where Steve is sitting, you know, cross-legged on the floor and he's, he's kind of cradling the, the, the Macintosh in his, in his lap. And you see that he's wearing a Seiko watch and that watch uh, a few years ago, you know, went up for auction and sold for, you know, like $40,000 or something like that. Um, but, but apparently Steve wasn't really ever into watches, uh, just based on what uh, Johnny Ive says in this piece. So, um, you know, it, 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 he didn't really link these two things directly, but, but the, the impression that, that, that you kind of take away from, from the comments that he made was that, um, you know, that was a project that, that maybe, maybe couldn't have happened in the Steve. It's hard to say, you know, I, I always hate it when people say this wouldn't have happened if Steve Jobs were still here, you know, because who knows, we don't know what Steve Jobs uh, would think about things, you know, if he were still with us and had access to all the knowledge of the market and, and Apple and, and things like that. But um, I think one takeaway that we can take from that is that uh, if, you know, if this is truly one of the first new projects that Apple started working on post Steve Jobs, and we see that it's been quite successful, it's not, they're not selling Apple Watches on the level of, of the iPhone, but then again, they may never 
ever have a product that's as successful as the iPhone was. And that might, that, you know, I think that, that may well have been true, even if Steve had, had survived and was still with us. But the Apple Watch is super successful. You do see, you just look around every day and you see people wearing Apple Watches. Um, so it's, it's you know, it, it shows you, I think the Apple Watch and the AirPods really show you that Apple in the post-Steve Jobs era is still capable of dreaming up uh, incredible products that, that becomes, that become big successes in their own rights. And of course they've been doing, uh, you know, a lot of great work, uh, on maintaining the products uh, that are there and some not so great work. You know, we've talked about some things with the Mac where they've kind of let some things slide, but the iPhone has, I think, continued to pace. But, uh, so that was one takeaway. The other thing that I really appreciated about the article was that, um, you know, Johnny Ive talked about, the thinking behind creating the Apple Watch and how it was like the next logical step to him in the miniaturization of technology and making technology more personal. You know, that's one thing that Apple has talked about a lot with respect to the Apple Watch. But he used this analogy that I'd never thought of before that was really fantastic where he talked about how he basically compared the progression of uh, the personal computing down to the Apple Watch to uh, the progression of, of, of timekeeping technology and how, uh, you know, originally clocks were these giant, large things that were kind of like mainframe computers. They were large. They took up a lot of space. They were very expensive. And then over time, eventually, uh, people were able to, to bring a clock into their home, but it was like a clock that was a piece of furniture or sat up on, you know, or sat up on a shelf. And it was like one clock in the whole household in the same way that when the personal computer came along, uh, you know, people would just have, you know, they'd buy one for their home. And then over time, you spread into uh, a market where there's multiple computers in the home. And, and with the clock, you know, it's went down from, you know, big clock to clock in your home to you're wearing a clock on your wrist in the terms of a watch and just comparing how the progression of computing has followed a similar path. And I thought that was just a fantastic uh, metaphor uh, for what they're doing. Uh, I definitely recommend, highly recommend reading this piece. Again, the website is Hodinky. Um, of course, Apple doesn't talk about future products. So you're not going to get that uh, out of out of an interview with Johnny Ive, but you know he you know he definitely also talks about the role of uh, the importance of health to the Apple Watch as a product, and I think that we're definitely going to see more of that in the future. But uh, it's going to be really phenomenal. I, again, I, I've I've been on the Apple Watch train uh, definitely since I got one about six months after it went on sale originally in 2015. And uh, I can't imagine not wearing one and using it. So it was fascinating to get some, some further insights from the man who was most responsible for designing the Apple Watch. Uh, that's all I've got today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can find me on Twitter at JWSherrod. That's S-H-E-R-R-O-D. You can download the Anchor app for free from the App Store and send me a voice message that I can incorporate into a recording uh, future episode. So if you have a question or a comment, uh, feel free to do that. Um, and, uh, if you could go on iTunes, rate the podcast five stars, it really helps out a bunch. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye.